listening to Red Hat Summit Radio 2014. Make sure you listen in all week for great shows throughout each day of Summit here at the Moscone. Hey guys, you're listening to another podcast from Red Hat Summit 2014 here at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. Joined by a old friend of Red Hat, Google, and the software, open source software community, and also women in code. Sitting opposite me from Elasticsearch, Leslie Hawthorne. Hello, everyone. And joined, of course, by Kurt as well from Elasticsearch. Greetings. You've had a big announcement on top of a big week. Talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. So it was great this morning at Red Hat Summit. We were able to announce that Gaurav Gupta, uh, formerly with Splunk, just joined Elasticsearch as our vice president of product management. So we're incredibly thrilled to let folks know that that's happened. And we spent the last three days on the show floor giving nonstop demos, and we've always had a really busy booth, and it's great to talk to all the folks who are excited about the Elk stack and the rest of our product offerings. Sens- sensible shoes all week if you're on booth duty? Truly. It's the only way, to, only, only way to travel, isn't it? I concur. Okay. So whenever I was over near your booth, it was always really, really busy. Yeah, absolutely. It's been amazing to me. I've been with Elasticsearch now for about six months, and I am our community manager, so I oversee uh, all of our activities for folks doing knowledge sharing, community meetups, talks, things of that nature. And I'm seeing a new user group spring up two to three a week at this point, and all over the world. It's just mm-hmm. incredibly compelling. Well, I watch your Twitter and your Facebook feed on an almost daily basis, and you know, you're forever providing this nurturing, sort of Mother Earth type thing to all the Elasticsearch people out there in the community. It's, I don't know why I expected anything different, because you did that here when you were at Red Hat. You know, and you know, obviously an asset to Chris Devona and the guys at Google as well. well thank you. I, uh, I like to uh, occasionally tell people that I am a dyed-in-the-wool California hippie and was raised in the Redwoods quite near the Moscone Center for some definition of near. So I got the Earth Mother thing going. I've never seen a wood near the Moscone Center. Well, near for some definition of near. Like, 40 kilometers away. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> so nowhere near. <laughs> Not if you are a European, granted, yeah, sir. Exactly. You know, we're a very small nation. Okay, Kurt, talk to me about your week. Uh, it was pretty busy. I was giving a few demos on the floor. We had a couple of different things going on. We were ingesting some Apache logs, which is so boring, but very important. And uh, I thought your easy. Twitter food demo was pretty epic today. Uh, that was pretty cool. Okay, that was talk to me of, about your Twitter food demo. <laughs> so that was a bit seat of the pants. We um, we decided that we wanted to have a demo, but lunch was coming up, and so I decided, hey, I'll do a demo about food. Right. So we had some people over. We. Uh, I hooked up the Twitter input to Logstash, which really simply allows you to just pop in some uh, OAuth keys and yep. then run with some keywords. So I asked people what some of their favorite foods were, and we um, entered them in as keywords, and then we just sort of let the stack run. And as I was talking, kind of explaining about what was going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. and watching the performance of the cluster, um, we got to see uh, which foods were being tweeted about. Can you, did you know that people tweet about foods? Dude, I'm a fat guy. I I I, I, I live, eat, breathe. If, I, if if you're telling me I have a new outlet for my obsession, then I'm 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 your friend forever. Apparently, people tweet about what they eat, and really? you can visualize it using Kibana. That's true. And so, would you care to guess what the most popular? I've just, popular lost, food I've just was? lost four hours a day. <laughs> um, so we entered in uh, pizza, hamburger, hot dog, pasta, and lentil. And can you guess what was the most popular food of those? Lentil. No. 
Pizza. Pizza? It was pizza. Really? Yeah, I, knew it I, was thought, I, 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 I only said lentil in case my wife's listening. Yeah. Is your wife a vegetarian? No, but she likes serving me lentils and oh. lentil dal and lentil and spinach. And... Lentils are delicious. Oh. Really? But you look like perhaps you have gotten past the point in your existence where the lentils are making you happy. Unless you can get lentil pizza. Actually, you can. I then had that I in South up. Africa. Then again, we need to work out what the search characteristics are for lentil pizza and see how popular it is. There's a great place here in San Francisco called Zante's Pizzeria, which does Indian pizzas. They are delicious. Excellent. If you have an extra meal, you can... I, I always have extra meals. <laughs> They're awesome. <laughs> I've, I've made a career out of extra meals and expensing them. <laughs> okay. It's now, the only way to go. Now, the last six months saw you transition from the U.S. of A., to Amsterdam mm-hmm. um, to be with your beloved. But also, it's also like world domination in small bite-sized chunks for Elasticsearch, isn't it? Absolutely. So uh, the company was founded about a year and a half ago. Uh, our original headquarters and our EU HQ is in Amsterdam, which is where uh, I moved when I joined the organization. And we just recently opened our U.S. headquarters, and that's in Los Altos, California. So quite near here, approximately 100 kilometers south. <laughs> So nowhere near. So nowhere near here. And, um, and we are hiring like gangbusters. Um, it's really exciting working at a company that uh, f- functions in an entirely distributed fashion, much like Red Hat. Sure. We have our engineering offices in Amsterdam, one in Berlin, one in Los Altos, California, one in Phoenix. And then we have uh, folks distributed across the globe in various roles. So that's pretty groovy. And right now I think we're, we're largely hiring for our Los Altos office. And you need folks on the Logstash team, yeah? Yeah, we just can't have enough uh, JRuby experience right now. So we're looking for people who are passionate about logs. Passionate um, about like, logs. And mustaches. Like logs and mustaches. Mm-hmm. Stashes on mustaches. We do it's not just Kurt's missing a mustache. Well, <laughs> half of it. And, and we, we, we judge him for this daily, but we try not to let him know. Sorry. And now the secret's the, out. The, this isn't a video podcast, but Kurt has a groovy little beard, but no mustache. Soul patch. A soul patch. Is that what it's called? I just thought I thought you were short sighted. Exuding soul over here. Is that what it is? Okay, so talk to me about Logstash. Uh, Logstash is a lovely technology uh, created as an open source project by a gentleman by the name of Jordan Sissel. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind Logstash was to create a place where you could have a centralized repository for all of your log data. Because, of course, as we all know, no log actually looks like another log. And unfortunately, you have many different servers, many different applications, uh, many different systems generating log data, and then it's all over the place. So the great thing about log stash is you place a very simple, compact forwarding agent on any of your servers that can ship log data. It's shipped to log stash. It's centralized. You uh, get your logs scrubbed. Metadata is applied. The format is regularized, JSONified, and then you can do amazing things to it with Elasticsearch and Kibana. And I'm going to let Kurt talk about these things because I've been talking too much. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like it's it, I, as I was talking to people on the floor today, um, they'd ask, "Can it do this? Yes. Can it do that? Yes. Can it do?" That? And then they would sort of look at me and say, it, "Can it? What is there anything it can't do?" And I was like, "Probably. It's, you know, will it blend?" But I'm not going to talk about those things. Um, it's it's super flexible. And like being a DevOps guy myself, you know, I've spent many years combing through logs on various systems and various servers, and you know, banging my head against SSH keys and passwords and remembering sure, sure, this sure, sure, and sure. wondering what's going on. And, yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I used to write things which did log stashy stuff beforehand until yeah. I discovered log stash and Elasticsearch. I think, I think we've all done it. I think it's all been like, you know, I, I remember having to look after a 650 server network and it's also like trying to write a watchman type instance to pull stuff and grab stuff together and it was just painful it's as It's a hell. rite of passage. It is. 
Yeah. Also, but no more. With kids da- these days, they have the log stashes and they don't have to go all through all that stuff. Dude, I have four laptops all with log stash stickers on. <laughs> they are the nice. most popular item in the yeah. history of the universe. They People are. like grab them and take them home to their children who yeah, have yeah, absolutely yeah. no interest whatsoever in computing yet. I've got one on my office door and at least the rest four laptops with them on. So. Jordan say, Here, keeps take some stickers. Take some stickers. They say, okay, I've already got some. Take some more. Okay. Jordan keeps threatening to, like, paper his house in them because we did a ginormous order. And actually, the nice thing is the nice humans want so many of them, we don't actually have to wallpaper his house with them. Good. I'm glad. Now, Elasticsearch, as a technical entity, as a a company, Mm -hmm. you've grown quite dynamically over the last two years, 18 months, two years. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to me about some of your bigger accounts who are using Elasticsearch, if you can. Can you do that without without getting done by the, the, the people in, in, in suits? Or? Yes, absolutely. So I, I will talk about some of our publicly disclosed customers. Um, and uh, I actually would love to share a homegrown story with you, gentlemen from the UK. Um, so we have so customers over my shoulder. In, uh, in every vertical, uh, from financial institutions to uh, insurance, uh, the oil and gas industry. And it's one of those situations where it's pretty exciting because when folks say, can you fit into my use case? The answer is yes, and I'm being honest as opposed to here is my architecture about yeah, how yeah, we yeah. can clue in. So uh, one of my favorite use cases is actually uh, The Guardian, the uh-huh. newspaper, um, has taken Elasticsearch and built on top of it a very sophisticated reporting and uh, alerting system called OFAN. And the goal there was to take all of the incoming data from users to understand how readers were interacting with news content and how they could update that content or continue pursuing particular stories based on reader input. And not only was this information being made available to the IT teams, but they were able to democratize access to that data across the entire organization so that folks in each aspect of the Guardian's business could see that data in real time and you know, change the course of action as they needed to to make things better for the newsroom. So that was super, super cool. And uh, it turns out now that they are, they're moving on to using the entire Elk stack and not just Elasticsearch. It's really cool because I was over at the Guardian's office in King's Place in London only a fortnight ago. I spent two days there. And they really do understand about cutting edge IT from giving their reporters iPhones to go out there and do video stuff, mm-hmm. which is all captured as a .mov file, to being able to use Twitter and democratize that and to try and understand how you know, the public are able to, to interact with them as a, as a media group. So all this stuff's really cool, and also it's really pertinent as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, some of my other favorite use cases, well, uh, just in terms of like products I use, uh, Netflix is uh, an Elasticsearch customer and is using the Elk stock. Uh, Facebook is a customer. We've got... Um, I was just at Netflix a couple of weeks ago giving a training to 20 of their engineers, and they have some really interesting projects over there, and they're mm-hmm. all really excited about it. But they're a huge open source company anyway, aren't they? I mean, the, the stuff that they do in their testing environments... Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Chaos Monkey. We heart you. Bring it on, Chaos Monkey. My wife asked me the other day what I've been doing all afternoon, and I told her I've been doing um, network testing of available clustered cloud computing environments. What I didn't say, I'd been catching up on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Now that, I'm going to use that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah, that Mm. works for me. Okay. So your heart and soul now of a lot of the, the larger dot-com entities in the cloud space. Mm-hmm, What's next for Elasticsearch? So we're going to continue uh, iterating on our product roadmap and adding additional features. Uh, and when we're ready to talk about additional features, we will absolutely be doing that on mm-hmm. our blog, 
which is elasticsearch.org slash blog, shockingly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, again, we're continuing to grow the team. So we've added folks to uh, the Logstash team. We've added folks to the Kibana team. We're adding folks to the Elasticsearch team. So again, continuing to hire. And, and you have revenue. I know. We make the monies. It's I know. Huge. That's the thing. I mean, I, I'm sitting here in San Francisco where I've worked since 1998. And, you know, I got used to working for companies that just burnt VC and never made any revenue. So to be sitting across from a startup who actually has revenue, this is sort of a bit surreal. It is a little surreal. It's also, to me, it's a little surreal, if I may just say, having grown up for and spent 33 years of my existence in Silicon Valley, like, you know, working for a startup that has revenue is also, it's just, it's very nice. Yeah. And it just means you don't have to SSH in every morning to check you still have a job. Yes. Which helps. We appreciate that. (laughs) We do like to SSH, though, whenever possible. (laughs) You, me, and Ansible. <laughs> Thanks very much for being on the podcast. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for having us. And me too. Thanks.